Hey everybody and welcome to another Breakthrough Academy. I'm Peter Lewis from Breakthrough Church. And I'm Josh Doby, also from Breakthrough Church. I've had the pleasure and honor of being a part of Breakthrough for probably most of my life now. Yeah, you came, I remember you coming just as a little. Yeah, um, I'm not I'm not quite sure what age, whether it was like three or six, but yeah, you were young. There, around you were young. there. So, so very, very glad to be uh, here with another Breakthrough Academy. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, how many are just enjoying um, the teaching and the revelation that is that is flowing from from all of these times together? It's yeah. just it is just and amazing. I, and I'm pretty, I, I, you know, I'm, I, I guess I get excited every time. So it's you know, sort of silly to say I'm really excited. But what what um, I'm excited that the part that we've come to is we've been studying the covenant, the provisions of the covenant, yeah. how God um, has made declarations. But today we're, we're particularly going to focus in on how to activate those. Um, promises in our lives today. Mm. So it's it's good to know what God yeah. has done, but now it's how do we activate it? I feel like that's an important key. Yeah, it is. For everything. <laughs> because otherwise you can know about it, and um, it's good to know. In, it's fact, good, yeah. in fact, why don't we dive straight into a, a scripture. Um, we, I was doing Breakthrough Espanol, which, which is um, our Spanish mm. um, breakthrough teachings uh, yesterday, and the Lord really led me to Psalm 103, and I was thinking about it um, in light of what we're doing today as well. Um, so let me just read to you from Psalm 103, and we can pull it up here. Got to remember that uh, so let's go with the what translation? New Living Translation? Let's try that. New Living's good. Okay, it's a Psalm of David. Let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart I will praise his holy name. And um, then it says, let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins, heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. And uh, that's just a really powerful Mm. (laughs) one. But the the key there is at the the top, um, David actually says, hey, Hey, soul, um, it says, let all that I am, you know, in, in the New American, it says, bless the Lord, oh, my soul. Yeah. And I, I sort of, I see David as speaking to himself, hey, soul, hey, soul, let's bless the Lord. Because, mm. you know, every now and again, your, um, your life can, um, how, how can I put it? You've got, you've got to train your life. You've got mm. to be like a coach and yeah. come on. Get in there. Your, your flesh won't <laughs> always or sometimes ever yeah. just go along with it. No, you've got, yeah. You, you, it's, on, yeah. it's on purpose. Yeah, that's right. So you've got it. And so um, this thing, oh, we've got some people, um, my wife Christine, Brooke and Kyra have joined us. And, Welcome. And thank you. Bless you guys. I want you to think about this. Do you ever need to tell your soul? Come on, get into the action. <laughs> come on, you have to. It's like, come on, you got to, you got to speak to your soul. Mm. I, I had a, a friend um, many years ago who he did wilderness um, walks and, and treks, you know, and it's on the weekend. Yeah. He'd head off on a Friday and he'd go out and you know, have camp and then come back. But he also led a wilderness uh, treks, you know, so he would take a group of people and sometimes they'd be novices or new, mm. you know, and so he'd say, okay, this is a long trek and, you know, they'd say they're up to it. And he had to learn the skill of talking them back, all right, because sometimes they'd go and then they get exhausted yeah. and they feel like, oh, dear, I, I can't do this anymore. And he's like, well, we don't have a choice. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if there's bad weather coming in, we can't afford to be out yeah. in this or we've got to get back to our cars. If, 
Because if sorry, but if if you talk yourself out of it, you're then not going to be able to camp very well. If you if you talk yourself out of how you're feeling or what's going on, yeah, it's going to be harder to believe the word of God or take the promises, take the covenant. Exactly. You, you you can you get oh it's no good. And and this guy Clive, he um he you know you remember he said oh they had this mother and a daughter you know and and he had to talk them through for hours. Come on. Let's just let's walk to this corner. Yeah. Let's just take let's take twenty more steps. Let's yeah. count the steps. Mm. He had to talk them down off the mountain, mm. and you know because and then and then one he came in one morning and he said, "Oh, tough." He said, "Really tough." He went on a, a hike himself, but it was a really heavy long hike, and he said he got he actually extended himself too far, mm. overextended himself, yeah. and um, so he got hours back and he was spent. And you know this is not a, a you know novice and mm. this is a fit guy and he said I was in real trouble. He said I had to talk myself down off the mountain. Mm. I had to. He said the same as I was talking to that you know that, that couple. Yeah. And he'd be, he said I was speaking to myself. He said I had to actually pretend I was the the the, the coach you know in the in the trek and I was speaking and I'd say okay we Clive. You know, we can go 20 more steps. Clive, we just go to that corner. Clive, we've got to do And he would talk. He talked himself mm. through that trial till he yeah. got down. And he said it was really tough. But he had. And I'm like, this is what David. I see this is what David's doing. Hey, Saul, come on. We're going to do this. We're going to we're gonna get through this. Let's we're going to praise the Lord. We're not going to forget one thing. And then it's. And the key is there. Um, verse 2. That all that I am, praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things that he does for me. And um, and then he listed the, lists these benefits. May um, so you know um, in the New American. Let's let's, let's just look at there. Um, it says, "Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none, forget none of His benefits." Mm. So I'm speaking to myself. Hey, soul, don't forget any of His benefits. Don't forget. Don't forget. Now there's two ways to forget something. And um, the, most people think of forget in the first sense, which is not in the Hebrew. This is a like. Um, uh, Josh, I, I give you a hundred dollars, all right, and Great. you put it in your pocket. Yep. And then you go shopping, and you need a hundred dollars cash, and you think, oh, I don't have any money, because you have forgotten mm. what I've given you. Mm. It's it's there, but you've forgotten it. Yeah. It's gone out of your head. It's yeah. gone out of your mind, and that's one type of forget. But there's another type of forget, which is more in this sense, and you actually see it in Psalm 137, verse 5. Let me just show it to you. This is the same word um, in the Hebrew. It says, If I forget you, O Jerusalem, may my right hand forget her skill. So he compares this concept of, of forgetting. Mm. Now, is he going to forget that there's a city called Jerusalem? Someone says, "What name? Name some of the cities in the world." Oh, you know, and he goes on Babylon and um, and Egypt. Uh, so you know, down um, Egypt, um, and he's like, oh, "What's that other one? What's that other big one that called Jerusalem?" That's it. Oh, I forgot Jerusalem. He's not talking about. I've, I can't remember yeah. it as a, a place. And it says, "May my right hand forget her skill," which is. Um, Talking about like if you're a swordsman and a warrior, mm. um, how many know you've got to constantly train and prepare yourself for that battle? Yeah. So that when it comes to the time of battle, you've been doing the exercises, you've been doing the yeah. um, you know, the skills training, so that 
when it comes time to fight, your arm is ready. Mm. It's got all the motor, you know, skills going. Yeah. It, it's 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 it, it you know it remembers the skill of fighting. How do you how do you make it remember? You don't say, hey, remember you're a fighting arm. No, no, no. You 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 train it by um, practicing and, mm. and and doing exercises yeah. and doing strength conditioning and stuff like that. And that's what he said is that type of forgetting is, hey. I might remember, you know, because I said to someone, list me the five benefits of being in the covenant. Well, I know I'm, I'm saved and I know I'm forgiven and I know, you know, and I'm healed. And, and you can sort of list them. It's not whether you know them and remember them as in a test and mm. as if you know that they're there. It's whether you remember how to use them effectively and you're skillful in it. Yeah. As if, if it's like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm still, I, I can use these. These are right on the edge. I, I'm not saying... Oh, where's, where is that sword? I remember I, I put it away somewhere. You know, it's time for a battle. No, my sword is strapped right here and I'm ready to use it. I do not forget any of the benefits that God has provided in the covenant. They're right there. Mm. They're ready to be used. I'm skillful in yeah. them. Yeah, because like, I, I don't think a knight, even if they put the sword down, they know where it is. They know where it is on themselves. Because yeah. like, when they're using it, it's it's... I don't know, but I'm guessing it's also like an extension of themselves. Yes, it, it becomes. They, as soon as they pick it out, it's 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 like they don't have to they don't have to think slice here. It's just it's all all automatic because they're trained and mm. and, and they've been practicing, and that's why you know they've been trained, trained, trained. So when they're in battle, it just happens the same. Mm. And um, so what I'm saying is, you don't have to be walking around all the time saying I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. But what I'm saying is that when a, a, a situation arises and someone comes to you and says, oh, I'm not feeling very well, could you pray for me? You don't have to say, oh, what, um, what, 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 how can I pray here? What can I do here? Um, do you have any, any favourite scriptures we can maybe, you know, you yeah. say, healing scripture. I'm ready to use it, ready to go. You know, like, okay, in the name of Jesus. And, and here's the four scriptures. And it's not like that you just remember them. Mm. It's that you're, they're, they're part of you. Yeah. You, you, you haven't let them laps and so that's part of what we're doing today is how do we be skilled in keeping these promises active in our lives yeah how do we keep how do we work them through how do we do this and so to to learn this we're going to go right back to the the um the example that paul gave he said if i want to understand how this works he said i've got a particular example i want you to look at and it's in romans 4 um so Romans 4, and if we go to the very last verse, I think it is, um, or second last verse. Now we'll go to verse 23. There we go. Near the end. It says, um, we're going to look back at Romans 4, but I'm starting at the very end because why are we looking at Romans 4? Because of these verses. Mm. It says, now not for his sake, talking about Abraham, not for Abraham's sake only was it written. In other words, when God said something to Abraham, it, it was helpful to Abraham. Mm. But Paul said it was not just for him. Mm. I was also let doing that. Who? It was written that it was reckoned to him, but for our sake. Mm, that's good. Okay, so what God wrote, said to Abraham, was designed to help him, but also so that Josh Dobie could understand how it all works. Amen. He says, I'm... So he said, um, but for our sake also, to whom it will be reckoned as those who believe in him who raised Jesus from our life. So us, who's activating the resurrection life of God in our bodies, um, 
You know, he, he was delivered up because of our transgressions, was raised because of our justification. All the things that Jesus has done for us mm. is activated and we understand it through what God said to Abraham. And so Paul's saying that helps us. Mm. That helps us. We go back to Abraham. We see what God said to him. We see how Abraham responded. We see what God said. That's how, you're gonna, how it's going to work. And in that, we understand how our covenant works today. Mm. It's good. So Abraham is our example. So we come in and hope we've got Sandy joining us. Welcome, Sandy. Sorry if you um and if you want to plug in your your heater there, Sandy, you have a personal heater. Um we we are able to activate our covenant promises in the way that Abraham did. So mm. he becomes a um a model for us, a picture for us. Mm. And so let's go back and study pretty much all of chapter four, because in chapter four is your key to how to activate all the promises, all the blessings, mm, how to good. get them going and use them and function in them. In fact, it says um, that Abraham's our father, our, our father in the faith. Um, let's see, this verse 11. I'm going to jump around a little bit, but we'll, we'll, we'll make it work. Um. So, you said last week that um, I got, you didn't get you didn't get to use your uh, your pen at all. So I did, but got, here we go. I got, make I've, up for I, it and I've got the. Week. I worked I worked out where I was going wrong with the um, technology. Okay, so um, that he might be the father of all. Um, he might be the father of all who believe. So, Josh, do you remember that children's song, Father Abraham? Have many sons. Yep, have many sons. There you go. If you, just say, if you just say, who here, if I say Father Abraham had, everyone goes, many sons. Many sons had Father Abraham. And I'm almost going to sing it. And, and it was... Um, and then just amazing words, the depth of theology mm. we were teaching our kids. Yeah. We would teach our kids and train them in the deepest parts of theology. We'd say, Father Abraham and many sons, I am one of them. So are you, my friend. So let's just praise the Lord. Right arm. And then Father Abraham had many sons and, and right arm, left arm. How many know that? Mm -hmm. And it's the song. And um, the funny thing is I've sung that for, as a child through we taught, you know, I don't know whether we still sing in our super kids. Um, um, just give me a thumbs up if you remember singing that. And um, I think we'll definitely be. We'll get a few. And we're, you know we're what? We're bringing it back. You know the funny thing? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're bringing it back. Um, I, I was clueless what that meant. <laughs> I'll say my, I was too. <laughs> give me double thumbs up if you actually understood what the concept was that you, we, we were singing. Father Abraham and many sons. I am one of them, so are you, my friend. So let's say, well, I knew he had 12 sons. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the 12 tribes of Israel. Yeah. Um, okay. And, I, you know, and the other thing is, I'm not a, I'm not a son of Abraham. I'm a son of God. Mm. I, I'm, I'm, God is my father. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm a Jesus follower. Yeah. I'm a Christian. You know, the, I, I'm... My, my scriptures are all based on, you know, um, uh, John chapter 1, verse 8. Uh, sorry, verse... I'm going to just quote it properly. You don't have to... 
um, verse 12, John 1, 12. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name. So I become, I'm, I'm, I'm a son of God. And um, my, my whole theology is based around what we've been studying in Galatians, uh, where, I'm just flipping here. Where it says, in order that we might redeem those who are under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. Mm. Now, my adoption as a son, I'm not becoming a son of Abraham. I'm yeah. becoming a son of God. And it says, and because you are sons, God has sent the forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father, for you are no longer a slave, but a son. If a son, then an heir through God. That's where my sonship is. Mm. So when I'm singing, um, Father Abraham had many sons. I'm like, what's that got to do with me? I'm not, a, I'm not an Israelite. I'm not a Jew. Yeah. Um, but right arm, left arm, right foot, left foot. We sing the song all the same. Yeah, just sing it along with gusto, Father Abraham and many. And it's like, I knew, had no idea. Um, this, what a, a silly nonsense song. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I'm a son of God. I, don't, I, I belong to God. He's my father. I have, you know, so I have two fathers. I have mm. a, an earthly father yep. and I have a heavenly father. I get that, two, two fathers. But that song says I've got three fathers. Is that correct or not? Well, according to Romans 4, it says that he might be the father of all who believe. Who's he? Uh, is that God? No, it says he received the sign of circumcision. Well, who received the sign of circumcision? That was Abraham. Mm. Abraham received that. Yeah. Um, Genesis Chapter 17, he received the sign of circumcision. This is, and, and in the context, is all about Abraham. Um, and, you know, let's con continue down. And the father of circumcision, to those who are not only of the circumcision, but also following the steps of the faith of our father Abraham. Mm. Let me just get rid of the this. Father so. of faith. Following the steps of the faith of our father Abraham. Our father, Abraham. We say, well, he's a Jew talking. Okay, I understand the Jews. The Jews refer to him as father. Okay, it's Paul's talking as a Jew. But look back, it's, it's not saying the Jews. It says that we might be the father of all believe, father of all who believe without being circumcised. That's not the Jews. Mm. See, the Jews were circumcised. Yeah. This is the Gentiles that the father of Abraham might be the father mm. of the Gentiles. I'm like, well, I got now three fathers. Three and counting. Yeah. Well, how does this work? Why, why is father, Ab you know, why am I calling him father Abraham? Mm. And, and this is why we study the life of Abraham. We study what God said to him. We understand, as I said at the start here in, um, in verse 23, not for his sake only was it written, but for our sake also, verse 24, what he was saying to him was relevant to us mm. and how we understand how God dealt with Abraham is how he deals with us. And when it says the father, he is our father, what it's saying is it's the same way that God dealt with Abraham is our model for how he deals with us, mm. New Testament model, mm. not not the old covenant. Yeah. Because oh, you say, but he was under the old covenant. Abraham was not under the old covenant. Before, um, 
because he was before that. 430 years earlier, he spoke to Abraham. And then God, through Moses, established what we call the old covenant. But you say Abraham lived in the old covenant. Yes, he did. He lived in the, the well, he lived in the time before the new covenant. Mm. But it was as and you go back, watch a couple of weeks earlier from on Breakthrough Academy, you need to go back and watch where we talk about how God spoke this into Abraham and then he put the old covenant in place. Mm. But what the promises and declarations he made to Abraham have now come in through Jesus, yeah. which was established through the mm. blood. Um it's just, I just want to show you something. We never, we never actually got to look at this scripture. Um, I think now's a good time just to reinforce this concept um, in Joshua. Um, chapter 9. We're going to come back to Romans 4. No, that's good. We, we, always, we always go deeper if we can. Yeah. And it's, it's, a, it's good. We'll do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Joshua chapter 9 and... Um, verse 15. All right. Joshua and the children of Israel come into the promised land. They've defeated Jericho. The people around get the fear of God in them. These people are, um, we can't, no one can stop them. They've got God with them. And so a group of people from the, um, who are the inhabitants of Gibeon, when they heard what Joshua had done to Jericho and Aliyah. This is verse 3. I'm reading from. You might as well see it with me. Okay, when Gibeon heard what Joshua had done to Jericho and Ai, they also acted craftily and set out envoys and took out worn-out sacks and their donkeys and wineskins, worn-out and torn and mended, and worn-out and patched sandals on their feet and worn-out clothes on themselves, and all the bread of the provision was dry and had become crumbled. And they went to Joshua at the camp of Gilgal and said to him, to the men of Israel, we have come from a far country, but they hadn't. They fooled them. They were, mm. they were very close by, but they just took no, all. They looked at We have come from a far country. Now, therefore, make a covenant with us. Make a pact with us um, that we will be, you know, so there's a protection for them. Mm. And, um, and the Israelites said, oh, you could be, we can't, we can't make a covenant with anyone in this land because we're going to defeat them. We're going to push them aside. Mm. God's told us to, to move you out. So we can't make a covenant with you. They said, oh, we're from a long way. Look at our bread. It's all, oh, look at our sandals. But they, we've come from a long way away. And, um, and they, they, just, they sell this whole story. Um, and verse 14 is the tragic verse. So the men of Israel took some of their provisions and did not ask for the counsel of the Lord. In other words, yeah, it's obvious. We don't need to ask God on this. And so Joshua made peace with them. And how did he do that? Well, he made a covenant mm, with them. Covenant. Okay. So here we have, this is a really good example. It's, you know, the concept of shalom being brought in together. It says with them and made a covenant with them. So whenever you see that word made there, there is a Hebrew word for made, you know, which is similar to our work, you know, mm. making something. But um, this is a, it's a, it's a different word. Um, so let's have a quick look here. So we'll look here. Joshua made peace with them and made a covenant. All right. So can you see here when Joshua made peace with them, see the, the Hebrew number here, the word, that tells you that what number it is in the dictionary. When mm -hmm. you see the word made here, it's a different number. Right. Okay. It's a different word. So even, yeah, though, we've, so even though we've translated it, both of them made, yep. 
This one um, is uh, the word asar, a meaning to do, to make, to yeah. accomplish, to complete. That's how I would describe yeah. the word made. So when he made peace with them, he asar, that which is, and it just fits very much with um, how we would look at it. But when we look at he made a, a, a covenant with them, New American. Okay, when he made a covenant with, with them, it's a verb meaning to cut, to cut off, to cut down. It's not the word to make. Mm. So they, they didn't say we're going to make a covenant. They would say we're going to cut a covenant mm. because they were making a covenant, but they do it by cutting. Yeah. So you cut a covenant by dividing the animals and splitting blood. So the word karat can sometimes be used um, just as a word all by itself, meaning to make a um, to covenant. So, so there is a word for covenant, which is the word covenant is berit, berit, which is the word covenant. Mm. So they would they would cut a covenant. Sometimes when I'm talking about a covenant, I would just say to cut. I wouldn't even have to put the word covenant yeah. in because if I'm saying to cut, you understand. We're going to cut mm. a covenant. So some people have said that the word cut means covenant. It doesn't. It just means sometimes it's used in place of the word because yeah. it doesn't need to have both. Yeah. But let's go back to looking here at, um, and Joshua made peace with them and cut a covenant with them to let them live. And the leaders of the congregation, so now it, it does a, it sort of um, just repeats itself, which is what Hebrews, mm. you know, it sort of, as a bit of a summary, yep. okay, the summary is, and the leaders of the congregation, now this time it doesn't say cut the covenant, and it, it just says swore. And not, not you know, people say, oh, you know, a swear word. No, no, we're not. It's swore to make an oath. And the, and the word an oath there has been put in italics means to give you the understanding. And so it says it, they swore to them. Um, and so this word is sabah, a meaning to swear, to take an oath, to make or to swear an oath. Um, to swear, <laughs> what in the world is it? In the passive reflexive stem, the verb means to swear, to take an oath. I think we've got that. Okay, it means to make an oath, a, a, a solemn promise mm. to you. All right? When they, wanted, um, when they were summarizing what had happened, when they were summarizing the fact that they cut a covenant, it didn't say, and the leaders cut a covenant with them. It says the leaders swore an oath to them. Wow. So to them, swearing an oath, Cutting a covenant was a reference to the same thing. Yeah. Okay, it was another way of saying the same mm. thing. Covenant had two key components: to cut and to make a sacrifice, yeah. and to swear, to swear and to make an oath. An oath yeah. Those two parts, if you spoke of either of them, you could be saying I'm talking about the covenant. Mm. But the covenant would always contain both of them. Even if I'm only talking about cutting a covenant, there would always be an oath sworn. Even if I say we're going to swear an oath together, we would cut something yes. to you know. They, there's, there's not one without the other. No, it, it's They're both. Yeah, they they both necessary because without the shedding of blood, there's there's no in, there's no um, calling us into account and saying this yeah. is what happens to you, this is what happens to me, this is the solemnness of it, this is the you know, and and without the oath, there is no covenant because if if people said, uh, I could imagine going to someone in ancient times 
or to a culture even today where they have covenants and saying, oh, we made covenant in silence. And they're like, I don't get it. Well, we, we just did the cutting, but we never said anything. They said, well, did you write something down? No, no, no communication at all. They'll, they'll be like, well, what? that's not even a covenant because yeah. a covenant is, is it's binding something. Yeah. You can't cut without the thing to be bound. Yeah. You can't have the words that are being spoken. So the covenant, a covenant, any covenant, but especially the covenant God's made, will always have the cutting. And that is ultimately in Jesus who became mm. our sacrifice. Yeah. And became the cutting, became the shedding of the blood for us to establish that this is Jesus held up the cup and he said, this is the new covenant in my blood. Yeah. This is it, the New Testament covenant. It's, this is here, here it is. But in all, order for that to establish, it must be establishing something. And what it's establishing is the words, mm. the promises, yeah, the good. declarations, what God has said. So when did that start? Well, God spoke to Abraham. God spoke to Abraham. How did Abraham act, activate that and get that happening? Well, it's really important to see what how Abraham did it because the way Abraham activated it is the way mm. we activate yeah. it. And we look at the way Abraham was able to activate those words. Now, you remember when God cut covenant, we said this right at the start. You have to go back and listen to our early teaching so I don't repeat it. Um, but when Abraham and God actually cut covenant, God put Abraham to sleep. He said, you can't be a part of this. And he saw the, 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 the flaming torch and the, mm. the, the smoke. And it was God and Jesus yeah. were establishing that covenant. So the cutting of the covenant, Abraham was excluded from. Mm. Because that, the cutting of the covenant is for Jesus to do. But the words and the promises were given. And that was, we had to wait for Jesus to come for that was to be, to be finalized. Mm. This is all a bit of revision. Um. But it's important to say, well, how did Abraham, and why is God calling him my father? Because he says, fathers and sons, you're meant to behave like each other. Yeah. You, you know, you're meant to be, um, um, it talks about um, in Ephesians. Let me see if I can find it here. Um, Ephesians 4.1. Yeah, but just as like a son would imitate his father. <laughs> yeah, there you go, five one. Ephesians five one. Therefore, be imitators of God, as beloved children. Mm, children yeah. imitate fathers. That's yeah. Right. And he said, so okay, so I want you to imitate, and be just like Abraham. Yeah, that's good. So what did how he said just the way Abraham responded to me, I want that's how you ought to respond to me. So so okay, this is really important. He did not say Moses is our father, okay, because Moses um, was the one that brought the law. He was the, the one that when they said the law of Moses. Yeah. And, and, and he said, I don't want you to have Moses as your father because he's all about bringing the law. Mm. I want you to have Abraham as your father because he's the one who activated it by faith. How do we know he activated by faith? And, and that's where the teaching of Romans 4 and and then we, we also looked at Galatians 3 and things like that. But Romans 4, if we go there, we'll see why he particularly wants us to be like Abraham. So we are going to look at Abraham, say, how did he activate it? What was it that um, did that? Because that becomes the key to us taking hold, not just the promise of the, the initial promise of salvation, 
but every promise, mm. all those enlisted in, yeah. in Psalm 103, everything that's part of the covenant gets activated the same way. Yeah, and good. if you try and activate them under the with Moses as your dad, <laughs> it won't work. You're have some trouble. You, but if you just say, well, I'll just do it like me. You know, I'm a bit of a unique person. I'll do, no, don't do it like you. Do it like Abraham. There's a part, there's a way, and God has said, this is how Abraham did it. So let's just go back to um, Genesis. We're going to come to Romans 4. I hadn't forgotten. Um, I can't remember which chapter. It's 12, I think. Uh, 15. Yep. I said 15, didn't I? Um, verse 6. So this is, now we're reading, the translation, this will be Hebrew, right? This is why I'm taking it. Then, then Abraham believed in the Lord and he, God, God reckoned it to him as righteousness. So Abraham did something. He believed God mm. and God responded by doing something to Abraham mm. and making, and, and, and that was, and he becomes righteous. What is this word reckoned? Um, it's, I don't know whether it's a word that's used very much today. I don't think so. Like, I'm like, because I, I was just thinking, well, what do I think it means? I'm like, I've, I've read the word a lot, but I'm not really sure. Yeah, it's sort of become something of a Bible word. Yeah. Um, but it is a word that we use in common English. I don't know whether we use it in Australia more than anywhere else, but I reckon we use it in Australia more than anywhere I reckon, else. Yeah. I reckon we do. Yeah. Do you reckon we do, Sandy? I reckon, I reckon, I reckon we do it. And, and ah, oh, we're using the word reckon. Yeah. Um, but what does it mean? I reckon um, it, it's like we just use it, but I don't think it's very well defined or understood. Mm. Um, so if anyone's watching from overseas, can you please tell us whether, you know, the phrase, um, I reckon you, you, I reckon we use this word in Australia. Would you understand what I meant in that, in that phrase? Um, I reckon. Um, so what does it mean? And what we have in the, um, the New American uses the word reckoned here. Let's just see. I haven't checked it in the um, for the Hebrew here, but um, okay. Yeah, they've done the same thing here as they've done for the Greek. All right. Um, Abraham believed the Lord, and the Lord credited it to him as righteous. All right. Um, New American reckoned Holman credited, um, credited, counted, accounted in the old New King James. Um, but you see that they've switched to the word credited. Um, I'm just going to check something. I, I don't have this Bible on my um, my iPad, but I've got it on my phone. So I'm just sorry. I'm just more curious. Oh, this is good. Um, no, they didn't. Um, in the the New American, this is the 1977 version, which uses the word reckoned. In the um, in Romans, it switches in the nineteen um, in, in the later version, nineteen ninety eight version, I think it is. It switches the word credit. Mm. I was just checking whether it did in Genesis, but it stayed with reckoned. Inconsistent. That's all right. Then he believed in the Lord, and he reckoned it, and or he credited this word credited. Probably people understand if I if I give you a credit, you understand what that means. I'm giving you a credit of a hundred dollars. Mm. Yeah, $100. I got $100 and I can use that to, you know. So if you, a store credit, yeah, you understand what it means. Yeah. A heavenly credit, ah, I've got, God's put, given me a credit in, in heaven, some money I can use, mm. all right? A credit, it's on my account. It's a positive thing in my account. Um, 
I think they, and this, the reason they've switched to the word credited away from reckoned, this is my understanding, is because the word reckoned is not well understood. It's, mm. it, it's no good using English words that people don't know what they mean. You know, it's, they, even if they're great words. That's the reason for translations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's translated. Oh, now you're translating the English I can't really follow. So, okay, we can follow this, but it loses something. Yeah. There's a reason why the word reckoned is actually better. But it's, So I want you to go a little bit deeper here. So I want you to see how this word works in, Hebrew, in the Hebrew language. Um, let's look at um, Leviticus 27. This is another time in the Old Testament where this word is used. So I'm, I'm just, I want you to get the um, uh, Leviticus 27, 18. Now, can you see the word credit there? I'll go to the New American because we'll stay consistent. If he consecrates his field after the Jubilee, however, then the priest shall calculate the price for him proportionate to the years that he had left until the year of Jubilee, and it shall be deducted from your valuation. It's a real estate conversation. It's about valuing your house. Can you see that the word reckon, where is it? Can you see that they haven't translated it reckon? No. They haven't translated it credit. It's a little bit like, where is it? All right, it's the word calculate. Then the priest shall calculate the price for him, proportionate to the year. So it's a real estate evaluation. Mm. If you ask a real estate agent to come into your home and say, what do you think this home is worth? Okay, and he says, I reckon it's worth this. Mm. Yeah. Okay, can you, can you hear your real estate agent? I reckon... So what's that meaning? He is doing a calculation yes. that has come from his understanding in his mind. Mm. He's looked at it and he's put a value on it according to what he mm. sees and what he weighs up. He, he's weighing it up with the other houses in the street and he says, I reckon. And that's what the word reckon means. It means to calculate. Mm. It means to, to, to run, run it through and come to some sort of conclusion to weigh it up and say, this is what I think. So when I say, I reckon people in America wouldn't say the word reckon. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a little calculation. Mm. I'm doing a little... Putting, putting a value. Yeah. A value on I'm, trying, I'm trying to come to a final... I don't think they would. Yes or no. Would they use it? I don't think so. I'm, I'm, I'm re and I'm reckoning. It, it's, a, it's a judgment mm. feature. It's a using your mind to come to a judgment on the value of something. Okay. So now let's go back and um, look at Genesis. Then Abraham believed God and God reckoned him to be righteous. So God did a calculation, mm. summed, put, all, put all the pieces together, looked at Abraham's life and said, I'm giving you the value of righteous. Mm, that's good. That's a lot different from just reckoned. <laughs> yeah. And now the word credited. Um, Sorry, credited. Not yeah, well, credit and, you know, and the word reckoned, people mm. don't understand. I, it means, and credited. Credit, I go to the store and um, I've got a receipt and they say, I'll give you a $100 mm. credit. It's just more of a calculate, more of a hard and fast. Um, yeah. Sort of, you know, sort of. 
this is $100, I give you $100 credit. Like, it's, just, it's like something you can just cash in. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it, it's not very – there's no reckoning. There's no thinking yeah. of it. There's no um, stopping back and saying, mm, how much will I – you know mm. what I mean? This, this is – a reckoning means I've got to think it through. I've got to come to a conclusion. It, it, I'm weighing it up. What do I? Mm, what do I see? It's like it's cashing it in, but it's not appreciating the true value of it. Yeah, in, it, it's, in that it, it's this is I see, crediting can be a bit more impersonal. Reckoning has got that personal aspect of mm. this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm doing. All right, so hey, Romans four. We didn't. We're not going to take that long to get back there. So this is what Paul's basing it all on. Mm. Genesis fifteen six. This is the crux of it. This is why we say. This is why Abraham's our dad. Because Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Um, um, so let's, we'll just start first one. I could go back to chapter 3 a little bit, but I'm going to resist temptation and stay a little bit within the lanes. What then shall we say that Abraham, our forefather, you know, because what then shall we say? It's, I've been building to this, mm. but you're just going to have to do that yourself. What then shall we say that Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh, has found? For if Abraham was just, okay, Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh. So he is their father, in to the Jews. Mm. Yes, I get that. You can sing Father Abraham, Paul. Mm. Father Abraham, because he's the father of us according to the flesh. Yeah. But he said, what did we find out about him? For if Abraham was justified by works, and justified by works is the whole process of the law, he has something to boast about. Remember, we, we mm. brought up the point about Abraham can boast because I did it by the law, but not before God. He's got nothing to boast about. For what does the scripture say? And Abraham believed God and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. So this, he said, this is the crux to it. Hey, people, stop. Let's have a look at this. We'll come back to this word reckon in a minute. Now to the one who works, his wage is not reckoned as a favor, but as what is due. But to the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is reckoned. As righteousness. Um, and he said, David, David confirmed this. You know, if, you, if you're going to pull out the big guns, Abraham, he said, David actually confirmed this, just as David also speaks of the blessing upon the man to whom God reckons righteousness mm. apart from the works. He said, David saw this. Yeah. He said, David understood that. He said, the man who is walking, he's blessed. And blessed are those who, whose lawless deeds have been forgiven and whose sins have been covered. Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord will not take into account. Is this blessing then upon the circumcised or upon the uncircumcised? Well, they say, oh, no, no, it's, it's the Jews. And he said, for we say faith was reckoned to Abraham as righteousness. Mm. They said, well, who, hang on a sec, Genesis 15. Remember we went to Genesis 15 and we discovered this. How then was it reckoned? How could he have been declared to be righteous while he was, was he circumcised at this point? No, because circumcision didn't come in until later. Mm. Or uncircumcised. No, not while circumcised, but while uncircumcised. And he received the sign of circumcision, a seal of the righteousness mm. of the faith. That was to show that he was righteous. Yeah. 
not to make him righteous, yeah. which he had while uncircumcised. The righteousness came while he was uncircumcised, that he might be the father of all who believe mm. without being circumcised, that the righteousness might be reckoned to them. That's good. All right? So this word that we had in the Hebrew about righteousness, God looked at Abraham, did a calculation and said, righteous. Mm. God's going to use the same process for Josh Dobie, right? Exactly the same. Mm. So, so I look at what happened to Abraham and God said, I'm going to do an evaluation on you. Exactly the same. Yeah. The real estate's gone from one house and it has gone to the next house. And he says, I'm going to use exactly the same mm. process. All right. Um, and the father of circumcision to those not only who are of the circumcision, but also follow in the steps. Follow in the steps. You've got to do it the same way as Abraham. Yep. All right. So you say to your neighbor, what did, what, what, what did they value your house as? What, was, what, what did they come to? How, what was the calculation they used? How did they come to this? And he tells you, oh, he valued my house as a million dollars. And he said, he says mine is worthless. He said, mine's not worth a dollar. And you're like, what? How could that happen? Different evaluation. And you say, well, what was different? What was different about what you've been valued and what I've been valued? Okay. Mm. So we've got to follow the same yeah. procedure. We've got to get the same, we've got to do it the same way to get the same yeah. way that God is working. All right. So, um, So the promised Abraham or to his descendants, or to his, and the word descendants is the word seed. We've been talking a lot about seed. You know, the fact that this was the promise given to Abraham right at the start was to you and your seed, mm. not seed plural, but seed singular, yeah. which ultimately Paul said, you know what? That was actually prophesying and declaring this was, all these promises were given to Jesus. And then in Galatians 3, we found, and now I'm in Jesus. So this is me. All right. So this is now when it says to his descendants, to his seed, I'm in that through Jesus, that he would be heir of the world was not through the law. Yeah, I didn't get it through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Mm. For if those who are of the law are heirs, well, faith is made void and the promise is nullified. In other words, notice here it's the promise is made nullified. Mm. The covenant is made nullified. Yeah. The provision that God has made, the oath that God made doesn't count. Because if he said it would come through this, through faith, and then we discover actually it comes through the law, well, that's, that's been, um, it's been superseded. Mm. God said, well, I said that, but I've superseded it with a new thing. But he's saying, no, no, I never superseded it. It's always by this. The law, that law was never going to do that. Yeah. Um, for the law brings about wrath, but there, where there is no law, neither is a violation. The law would just bring us into judgment and because it shows our sinfulness. And he said, you know, the only, way, the only way not to be sinful is to take the law away. <laughs> but I'm, I'm sinful. I can't get away from that. For this reason, it is by faith that it might not be in accordance with, that it might be in accordance, accordance with grace in order that the promise may be certain to all the seed, not only those of the law, those, you know, the Jews, but also to those who are the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, a father of many nations have I made you. Ah, so that's why God prophesied that mm. and that's why I declare that because he's going to be my dad because I'm going to do it the same way as him in the sight of all who live. Okay, let's take a moment. Let's take a breath. It's getting exciting, but we're, 
God's about to re reveal one of the key components, but I'm, we're not going to look at it because I said we've got to go back and we've got to look at this word reckoned. We Faith. So what does it look like in the Greek? Why did they switch it? So if you look here, this, I can... Um, um, the, you know, again, they've, trans they've switched it over to credited, um, where it was reckoned, New American, Holman Bible, credited, Bruce, uh, the Jewish Bible, um, credited to his account, like that, put on put onto his account. Um, so they've um, they've all they've all switched to this word credited. Fair enough, because reckoned is just tough. Mm. Let's have a look at the Greek, because this is going to really help you. Well, this is gonna this is this is one of gonna become one of your favorite concepts that you got to because this is how you bring out all the covenant promises through this. Um, and it was counted. All right. Uh, call it B. You don't need to see it in the um, actual Greek. Okay. Legizomai. All right. Can you just practice saying the word legizomai? Wherever you are, wherever you are in your, your house or in your car or whatever, and you're listening, say legizomai. Legizomai, here it is up here. Probably a little bit easier, some of the words from the language to say. <laughs> yeah, legizomai. Legizomai means, okay, it means to put together with one's mind, to count, to occupy oneself with reckonings or calculations. Okay, can you see why legizomai is a good equivalent to the Hebrew word? It's covering the same concepts. Yeah. Now, legizomai, um, in the Greek, you can sort of split it to legiz and omai. But it's the, we get our word logic from where this comes mm, from. Okay. Um, or thinking or, or um, it comes from the word logos, which means to speak with intelligence and to speak with thinking. And it's where eventually, from that understanding, it's where we get when we're studying something and we're in, in an understanding. So that's theology, biology, um, geology. Any study of something mm. is the ology, the, and that's got that. that see that? See that log in there? That's the same log that it's eventually found its word into theology. Any of those? That's the, the same root, and it means to to say and to study and to think something intelligently. Mm. with purpose and with understanding. Um, so it means to calculate something, but do it with intention and thought, to weigh it up and to do it, yes, that's how much, you know, mm. it's, an exact, it's an exact sort of concept. Um, I like what it's, um, I just have to go back into my actual Bible here. Um, this is taken from Thayer's Greek Dictionary. I don't think I've got this. What is it? I don't think I've got it on here. But we will just have a quick look. The Gizamai, otherwise I'll read it to you. Um, counted.
Sorry, it's going to be a bit confusing for everyone to see all this scrolling. Okay, maybe I can. All right, this is from Thayer, one of the original great Bible um, you know, scholars, had a great Greek dictionary. means to reckon, count, compute, calculate, count over. To count, uh, to take into account, to make an account of. Um, To reckon inward, to count up, to weigh the reasons, to deliberate. So you're making, you're thinking this through. Mm. You're, you're working what it is. Um, I've got a note here um, that it's, he, he said in um, this word deals. This word deals with reality. Okay. If I legismize or reckon that my bank book has uh, the bank book talking about old uh, yeah. old scholars bank book has twenty five dollars in it. Well, how much? If your bank book says you have twenty five dollars in your bank, how much do you have in your bank? Twenty five dollars. Oh, about twenty five dollars. No. Twenty five. Yeah. If your bank book says you've got twenty five dollars and you say I want to, um, and you go to the bank and you say I want to withdraw everything, they'll give you about twenty five dollars. No, how much will they give you? $25. If the bank book says you've got $24.95 in and you say, can I have $25, please? They will say no. No. Because <laughs> you don't have $25 and you have $24.95. Your bank book is not a estimate mm. of what you have. Yeah. All right? And so, you know, now, for all those people who don't know what a bank book is, um, you go online and you get your statement or you, see, you go and look on your phone and it says your, this is how much you've got. Your account balance. Yeah, your account balance is a... Okay, so I'm just going to go and buy something and your account balance says you've got $14.95 and then you say, I want to buy something for $20. Well, it's about close enough. No, you, 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 it's, it says, it's not going to say it's close enough. Mm. And, and it, it, it's, a, it's a legismi. Yep. It's been calculated. It's been worked out. It's an exact amount. Thought's gone into it. Mm. Now, now, now it's all computer art or artificial thought. But someone has programmed it. Someone has put the calculations together. Someone has worked out. So that's an exact amount mm. based on how much money. At some point, you open a bank account and you have zero in there. And you, in order to get a balance, you have to do what? You have to deposit. You have to deposit. Money. And when they do that, you say, look, I've got some cash. Okay? And I'm going to open an account. I'm going to put some cash in. They grab the cash and they go, oh, there's about $1,000 there. And they give you a thousand. Is that how it works? No. <laughs> they say, oh, it would be nice, you know. Josh, Josh goes about a thousand. Give me a thousand dollars. Oh yeah, it looks, it looks about a thousand dollars. Looks about a thousand. Or a bag of bag of money, some ca coins and cash you've been saving up all your life. Yeah, there's ten thousand dollars in there. Oh, okay. Yeah, looks about ten thousand. <laughs> Is that what they do? No. No. What do they do? They tip it all out. They shake the bag. Yeah. They turn the bag inside out. They're making sure there's nothing, no, yeah. not even a coin in the corner of the, the bag. Put it in, they separate it, all the notes here, you know, and, and back in the old days, they now it's brrr, feed it through a yeah. thing, put it through, dump it into the coin counting thing. But something is counting it, mm. and it comes back and says, You have $8,745.25. And you say, Oh, I thought I had about, I thought I had $10,000. Let's round it up to 10. And they say, Let's not. <laughs> <laughs> you were going to get 
eight five thousand four hundred seventy five dollars. If there is any bank that does that does that, I think everybody will be going to that bank. Yeah. So now what banks do? They round down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just take a little bit of that fast because we counted your money for you. Because you you gave me your money. I'll take a little bit more. Every much. month I'll take a little bit more. Because yeah. you do. all right. Um, so it's an exact science. Mm. Legismo is not estimating, it's a calculate. Yeah. And it's calculating and determining and saying that's exactly what it is and that's why. When God declares that you are righteous, he's not saying, he's not fluffing it and saying, you're close enough. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. He's not saying, that's oh, good. well, you, you know, you're not really righteous, yeah. but we'll, we'll just call it. We'll, We'll call it evens and, yeah. and you can be righteous. No, no. If you're not righteous, you're not righteous. Mm. No one gets in who's not righteous. And if you're not righteous, you're not righteous. Mm. God looked at Abraham. He weighed up something and he came to the conclusion. He said, I'm putting on your account. Is this where the word credit comes in? I'm putting a credit on your account, mm. but it's the process of how we get to that credit, not just the, the yeah. credit. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. the... It's the thinking and the weighing up. He says, and he says, Abraham, go and check your balance. And he looks at his balance and it says, righteous. <laughs> okay, think of all the people following the law of Moses who are doing everything they can, mm. doing all the good works. When they do their final accounting, it says, not righteous. Remember we talked about Deuteronomy 27 where Paul came to realize unless you do it all, yeah. you're cursed. Yeah. Okay? Oh, I did a lot of good, yeah. but this has put, put me into the negative. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, see, some people think it's a plus or minus sort of, um, sort of situation. More good than bad. More good than bad. More good. If I do more good than bad, then I'll become outrighteous. You know, because it's you know, I put more money in than I take out, I end up with a positive thing. It's not doesn't work like that. You got to think of it like um, when your parents buy um, a brand new carpet to put in their lounge room when you're you know a teenager. You got to think you're a teenager at home, living at home. Parents put in a brand new carpet. It's white. They decide white carpet is the best. Okay. And um, it's pristine. It's beautiful. They've just had it laid. It's amazing. Amazing. It's wonderful. And um, they go off for a weekend away, and you are left looking after the house. And you decide that you're going to change the oil in your car, and you're bringing in the the tub of old oil, thick, gooey, black, and you, and you trip, and it pours on the carpet. That carpet is stained, <laughs> all right? And then you take the thing away and you go, it's, and you can't clean it out. It's not a, not, you can't get it out. Your parents come back and they look at the carpet. And you know what they say? They say, we were gone for 48 hours. For 47 hours and 59 minutes, no one was pouring oil on that carpet. <laughs> Therefore, it's clean. It's all good. It's fine. No, that one minute of oil has stained that carpet. Mm. That carpet is now called yeah. stained. It doesn't matter if good non-oiling yeah. was done for the rest. 
It's stained. It's stained. Okay. <laughs> Our life is like that. We, um, <laughs> Christine says, what parent puts in the white carpet? <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's, it's bound to happen. It's almost like the white carpet is the law. <laughs> it's, it's just setting it up for failure. It's going to get stained. It's going to highlight the stain. It's terrible. And, um, but it doesn't matter if you do good, 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 good. That just means you haven't stained it. Mm. But if you do something, it is stained. Yeah. Right? Your life is stained. Though my sins be as scarlet, they'll become white. Do you know what I mean? Though I be stained with the stain of sin, mm. how can I cleanse that? How can I? I can't. I can't just not stain it mm. in order to make it clean. Mm. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Not, doing, not pouring more oil doesn't make it good. You've got to actually have the oil and the damage repaired, and mm. I, that's beyond me. Yeah. All I can do is stop pouring mm. for a time, and then, and then I pour, you know, some soy sauce over here, and you know, um, red cordial goes over on this corner. This thing's looking terrible. All I can do is do more and more stain. The more I live on it, the more stained it gets. Yeah. And God says, "Well, okay, what? You know?" And the Lord says, "What I'll do is go and kill it." Go, go, and, go and kill a dove and do it. When it basically says, put a white sheet over it and I'll cover it for you. I'll cover it. But it's not dealing with it. Yeah. That's because the old covenant was just a covering. Mm. But the new covenant was a cleansing. Yeah. All right? That's good. And the old covenant was a cover of it. So every year the, 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 the high priest would come and he would cover it. The atonement would to cover our sin. All right? I think it's always a bit dangerous. I think this is in um, in one John. So let's just have a look at it. One John, chapter two. That's one. Um, Chapter 1, verse 8, verse verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Mm, Not cover our sin, but to cleanse us. Deal with it. (sighs) Fix it. See, the the blood of bulls and goats is just a cover. Why does he put a cover on it? Because he says, you know, see how it's white? It looks white. That's because one day there's coming someone who's going to clean it. Mm. So I'm showing you what it looks going to look like. Yeah. But it's the, the white cover doesn't actually clean mm. it. This shows you what it's going to look like. And it means that we can move on into another year for you to spill more stains. And then I'll cover those stains. And then next year, and then you'll put more stains and I'll cover those stains. It just gives you a way of staying with me yeah. until the blood comes to cleanse it. Mm. And now we don't have a sheets over it. We have a cleansing. And if we and if we confess our sins, mm. He's faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. <sighs> Not just it's an internal thing, cleansing. All right. So we go back to Romans four. He this legizomai is how he processes through the act of faith and the trust of him. He now legizomizes and says, Josh, 
I'm transferring all this. Now, how does this work? It's because he has literally transferred your sin into Jesus. Mm. How does he actually clean that carpet? Does he come in with a, um, you know, a powerful? No, no. What he does, you know, what he he, tear, he pulls it up. He takes it to the house of his son called Jesus, mm. and he tears up Jesus' carpet, and he puts our carpet in Jesus, and then judges him, mm. and he puts in your his clean carpet yeah. in your home. It's an exchange. So you get an exchange. He takes your our sin. So that's how he cleanses. He mm. takes takes your sin and puts it on himself. Mm. Doesn't make it disappear. He mm. makes it come, and then it can get burnt. In the judgment of God, mm. propitiation of our sins satisfy. He, he deals with it, but I get His clean righteousness. I get a brand new carpet. That's oh, from Him. But it's and but you know what? If if we just got a new carpet, what would we do? We'd just throw more stain on it. Okay, so He's got to change it. It's got to be a new process. Yeah. All right. This is Romans four. Okay, this is about the process of what happens. So legizomai. Now, to the one who works, his wage is not legizomite as a favor, but what is due. But to the one who does not work, believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is reckoned, is credited, put to him, legizomite as righteousness. Um, how does legizomite work? It works by you having an exact and complete understanding of what has been put to your credit. Mm. So... The, that's why credit is good, but it, it only has half the story. Because yeah. credit is, well, that's what I've got. Legizomai means I know what I have got. Yeah. I understand to the last cent what I have got. I understand mm. how it's into my account. I understand how it is. If in verse um, verse 5, to the one who does not work, um, so the one who works, his wage is not reckoned as a favor, but as what is due. Okay. Um, What's two ways to become a millionaire? Okay, first way is, Josh, work hard and put all your savings in the bank. And eventually, if you do enough work and save enough, the, the amount will you can legizomai mm. and say, today I became a millionaire. Okay, how did you become a millionaire? Because a thousand, mm. you know, a thousand times a thousand dollars was put into your account and eventually it got to the point where you think, and it, and can I call you a millionaire? Yes, you. I can. Can you call yourself a millionaire? Yes, you can. You know, um, can I say that you're not a millionaire? Yes, I can, but I'm a liar. Because mm. <laughs> uh, you say I am a millionaire because yeah. I got a million dollars in my account. If if I say, oh, Josh, you're a million. Josh, you're saying you're a millionaire. I say you're a liar. You say no. I can show you my bank mm. book. I can show you my yeah. account, account on my phone. Um, I'm a, a millionaire. I have put a million dollars. Is there a way of becoming a millionaire without putting any money into your own, your account? Yes, there is. I can put a million dollars into your account. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. You 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 haven't earned it. Mm. You've done no work. Yeah. But I, out of just pure grace, yeah. out of it as favor and as an act of kindness, transfer into your account a million dollars from my account. Yeah. Are you a millionaire? Yes. But you didn't earn it? No. Are you, are you a fake millionaire? Are you, a, are you a not a real millionaire? Because real millionaires earn their own. No. But, uh, why are you a millionaire? Because it's on my account. Because it's on your account. You're a millionaire because it says millionaire. On, on, when I look at my statement, it says I'm a millionaire. Mm. 
Um, does it make you feel guilty that you're a millionaire but you didn't earn it? It was given. Shouldn't because I'm a millionaire. The word the, the word millionaire is just describing what I am. Mm, yeah. It describes what's on my account. Yeah. All right. It's it's a description of what's on my account, not of how I it got to be there. Mm. Okay. That's good. It's a description of what. It's a description based on your account, what has been put into your account. It's no. It does not. Is not connected how it got in there. Mm. Righteous. Okay, so righteousness, we often is we get it because we put in righteousness. Yeah. I put in righteousness, another thousand of righteousness, and a thousand. Now I am called righteous because I put a million righteousnesses in there. All right? So we sort of presume, no, no. Think of it as a status. Yeah. Think of it as a valuation. Mm. Think of it as how you are seen and, and how God looks at you. Mm. God says you are either righteous or unrighteous. He looks at you, looks into your account and says, oh, Josh, you are righteous. And you say that can't be because I didn't put any righteousness in. I've done that. I've been lousy. I was terrible. He says, yeah, no, no, no. I covered all that. Yeah. It's, it's an exchange. In fact, your righteousness can't go into that account. Your righteousness doesn't work. Mm. It doesn't, doesn't count in this in banking system. It's your righteousness like filthy rags. It's not my own. Yeah, it doesn't. So the righteousness that counts here is my righteousness um, all you've got is stinky righteousness. Mm. We don't put that in our bank. So, but now you're a, you're now you're a righteous millionaire. You, you, it's it's a label. Sh can you call yourself righteous? Yes. Should you feel guilty for it? No. Can I say, well, you're not righteous because that's not your righteousness? No, I am righteous. Yeah. Why? Because it's on my it's account. On my account. It's been I've been it's been legismized. It's been legismized to me. I legismize to myself. I legismize righteousness. Mm. This is where many Christians get into difficulty. They think that it's a, a suggestion, yeah. a nice idea, yeah. something sort of rounded up. Yeah. God says, oh, you're righteous, you know, and <laughs> that'd be nice. But God doesn't know the details like I do. <laughs> he doesn't know the trip-ups I have. He doesn't know the problems I'm facing. He doesn't know the things I've done. Not like I do. Yeah. And so when other, because that, that's nice of Pastor Peter to say, mm. you know, you're righteous. But you know, <laughs> they, I know, I know. They let their thoughts and feelings get in the way of how God is viewing them, of what God is saying. So, yeah. so when God says, you have a million dollars on your account, you are a millionaire. And they're like, no, I'm not. I, I've wasted money here and I've wasted <laughs> money there. And I don't have any money of my yeah. own, really. <laughs> but no, yeah. God says... This is what you are. And, and, and so someone says, well, what have you got in an account? I don't know. I think I think a million dollars. It's like, I, well, I, know, I know they said a million, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it's I've, I've blown that. Yeah. You know, they, 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 is an exact science, mm. right? You don't, it, it, it's got nothing to do with how you feel. Mm. Are you a millionaire because you feel like a millionaire? No. <laughs> Someone can come and say, I'm a millionaire. Why? Because I identify as a millionaire. <laughs> I really feel it in my bones. I'm a, well, good on you, but we're you're not a millionaire. We're offending some people now. Yeah, and I, people say, oh, by faith. I'm not talking about that by now. I'm just talking about in the natural world. Mm. Okay? If you feel it, it doesn't mean anything. Okay? What's, what's, <laughs> I don't care whether you feel it or don't feel it. The truth is what yeah. God has said about you. Right? That's right. My, this has got nothing to do with feelings. But, okay, so am I a millionaire? Um, regardless of how I feel. Well, this is where it gets into, into some um, interesting things. The millionaire status that God gives you righteous also gives you a way of living and access. It doesn't, it's not, 
we, we're just talking about it like in a natural example. I've got a million dollars in a mm. bank account. But when I, God has declared me righteous, legismai, he's actually said I am in the righteous club and he has actually done something internally to me that has brought me into That's what the new covenant is all about. Remember, yeah. there was a, an oath spoken, yeah. promises given. And what was it? He said that I will write this law on your heart. I will give you the spirit in Galatians. I will give you the Holy Spirit, says, um, I think, in Romans 4 as well. I'll give you the spirit. Oh, what's happened? It's not just a status, but it's an internal status that comes with an empowerment yeah. and something has changed on the inside for us to do. But just the same way as we can have legismide status and, and, and resources and, and, and like remember Paul said, you know, they're the heirs of the promise, but in the meantime they were under a, um, a stewardship. They, they were under, you know, underage until they came of age and until they became sons. Mm. But it means that you can have a million dollars, you can have all the access to the work of the Spirit, the law in your heart, um, the, the the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, all those things are bound into this, um, the ability of the Holy Spirit to walk free from the flesh, all those things are yours. But if you refuse to walk into a shop and use your card with the million dollars on it and beg them, please can you give me something because I've got no money, you, you, you're acting and live poor. I mean, poor in spirit, yeah. poor in your your righteous. The righteousness that is legismized to you must be activated. Yeah, you must put it into place and use it. So this is where we come to Abraham. Mm. We see how how did Ab we're just like our dad Abraham. I live like my dad Abraham. What do you live like? I'm I'm just like my dad. Mm. Me and Abraham are the same. We are faith buddies. Yeah. We do things the same. It's put onto my account by faith, and I live by faith, and I walk it out by faith. How does it happen? So remember I said we just got down to a verse, and we stopped. Um, then they have, um, verse 17. As it is written, a father of many nations have I made you, in the sight of him whom he believed, even God who gives life to the dead and calls into being that which does not exist. Then it talks about Abraham. In hope against hope, he believed in order that he might become a father of many nations. When God gave him the promise to Abraham, part of that promise is you're going to have a seed. Talking about Jesus, but in order to get there, He's going, to have, he's going to have descendants. Mm. He's childless to his wife. They, they barren. They can't have children. But the promise has come to him that he's going to have descendants. Yeah. The promise is he's going to have children. God has spoken it to him. He has believed it. It's been put onto his account as righteousness. Yeah. Now what must he do? Now he must, in hope against hope, he must stay believing and what does God do? God says, I call things that are not as though they are. Yeah. In other words, be, the promise was given. The fulfillment for Abraham was having a child uh, 30 years later. Mm. He had to do things in between in order to bring that. It was as real when God promised it, but he had to lay hold yeah. of it and had to activate it. And so we go back to Genesis 17. Um, 
Uh, Abraham was 99 years old, and he was still being, but he was, yeah, sorry, Abraham, I'm calling him, but he's still being called Abraham at this stage. Abraham was 99 years old when the Lord appeared to Abraham and said to him, I'm God Almighty, El Shaddai, walk before me and be blameless, and I will establish my covenant between me and you, and I will multiply you exceedingly. And Abraham fell on his face. God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is um, covenant with you, and you shall be the father of a multitude. Um, sorry, Abraham fell on his face. God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be the father of a multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be called Abraham. So let's just take a, a moment here. Why is God sort of bringing his name into it? Um, name called Abraham. Abraham is a proper noun. Um, the Hebrew word, in, in Hebrew, it's the word Abraham. So it's, so can you read that? It's Abraham. Oh, sorry, my mistake. Abraham. <laughs> Take your word for it. Well, no, yeah, it's Abraham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah um, it says Abraham. Um, so a, the, the Hebrew word for Abraham was Abraham. A proper noun referring to Abraham, the biological and spiritual father of Israel. He was born to Terah, da, da, da. The name means, the, ma the name Abraham means exalted father. Okay, his name means exalted father. Mm. He's already, it's already being prophesied into him, Abraham, you're going to be exalted father. But God's saying, not just a father here, you're going to be a father of nations. Mm. Of jo he's a, he doesn't know it, but Joshua, you're going to be part of his, the, 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 this, this family of faith. Family of faith. So when God changed his name to Abraham, it went from exalted father to being father of a multitude. So he changed his name from father, exalted father to father of a multitude. Mm. The key here, though, is he doesn't have any children of his own. He's got Ishmael, but that's not the one God's saying. That's between you and mm. him and Sarah yeah. or Sarai. He changes Sarai's name as well. But So he changes his name before or after he's got children. It's before. Before, yeah. The same as he was called righteous before there was any um, circumcision. Mm. He changes his name. He changes how he talks about himself. He yeah. changes the labels he puts on himself before it's act it's the, the promises outworked. Yeah. So let's go back to um, to Romans. Romans 4, 17, God who gives life to the dead and calls into being that which does not exist. Um, how's this one for the New English translation? Beautiful. Makes the dead alive and summons the things that do not yet exist as though they already do. He calls them, yeah. summons them, even though now it, it's, um, it's like it doesn't exist, but it's it's not here in the here and now. Yeah. But the promises of God have been given, mm. and um, uh, calls things into existence that do not exist. Um, the Jerusalem, uh, the Jewish Bible, to the dead, it calls non-existent things into existence. Calleth those things, King James, calleth those things which be be not as though they were. Mm. Um, here's the 
the Living Bible. God himself who makes the dead live again and speaks of future events with, a, with as much certainty as though they were already past. That's good. And uh, New Living who creates new things out of nothing. Um, so it, there's, the, there's, the two, there's the two elements here. It's creating it out, but it's also speaking of something which is not yet yeah. in, the, in the now. Mm. And that's what he did to Abraham. That's how the... What is your basis for saying, I'm righteous, I'm healed? Um, let's go back to Psalm 103. We started there. Let's sort of finish there. Psalm 103. Pardons all my iniquities, heals all my diseases, redeems my life from the pit, crowns me with loving kindness. Guess what the word loving kindness? Chesed and compassion. Satisfies my years with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagle. Some people say, oh, wouldn't that be lovely? <laughs> wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> oh, it's a nice thought. That's a nice thought. I wish it. Oh, God. And they even pray it. That'd be nice. Yeah. That'd be nice. That's not how it works. Mm. God says, oh, guess what? All those things are credited to your account. Mm. Oh, you say, yeah, but I, had, I don't deserve any of that. I haven't put enough into my account to get that. In fact, I've messed around with my body a little bit and I, you know, in my younger days. I really loved the testimony once of Pastor George Pearsons when he was talking about his father who had cancer and his father had been a smoker. And, it was, and he, they prayed and he said one of the blockages is the sense of I've done this to myself. Mm. It's, just, it's, it's, just my, it's, it's the just reward I have for the years of... of and and um, Pastor George said we've got to break that thinking you know, mm, we, we, yeah. you, you know in order for you to get your healing you can't be embracing this and say oh, this is my this is my punishment you've got to look and say that that carpet has been yeah. cleansed and i have a brand new life in here and this life is one that is he redeems my life in the pit crowns with loving kindness satisfy my years with good things it means you know years means to the end my youth is renewed like the eagle um that's what you need to be, you begin to speak and to say and declare. That's how covenant works. Mm. That's how we activate it. Not by, it's not like, oh, I wish that and I like that. Yeah. That'd be nice. That's got to be legizomite. Yeah. You've got to say that. Now, I've used this example and I, I, I think it's, you know, still holds fast as a really good example. We'll finish with this example based on this. I give you a card. So I give, okay, Josh, you're going shopping this afternoon. I have a debit card here that I have put some money on, all right? Go and enjoy a time of shopping. Okay, everyone knows how a debit card is. I've credited that card with cash. Mm. That's a cash card, and I have credited it with cash. Go and enjoy yourself. So Josh goes down, and he goes to uh, Knox Shopping Center, which is just near us. Mm -hmm. Woo, where will I go first? Where, what would be your first shop? Uh, JB Hi-Fi. JB Hi-Fi. We're going to start big, you know. <laughs> okay. That TV, I think we'll start with that. Latest PlayStation, latest Xbox, we'll have both, you know. This, I'll do this, you know. And um, you go, woohoo! And you go up and they say, whoa, well, what well up, Mr. Doby? Here's your TV. And then you say, I oh, know I also want this. Here, Mr. Doby, here's this. And then suddenly you go and um, you've gone into four shops 
you gone down to Rebel, you gone get some food. You think, where, where are you going at? Where, where are you going to? Um, schnitz. Schnitz. I'm going to schnitz, and they say, and you say, I will have a you know double burger with you know extra mayonnaise and bang and beep. Card decline. What have you done? I've spent it all. You've spent it all. Your card decline. You've run out because you've um, you've you've you've, that, you've that, that would have happened at JB first. That would have happened at JB. You would have you would have got to JB and suddenly buy this, buy this, buy this. Bidoom, and um, you've blown it. Mm. All right, you've spent you know twenty thousand dollars, and you've hit the limit. All right, because um, so you you no longer use that card mm. because it's it's maxed out. And um, when you're an old man and and you're just about to, you know, you're in, you're sitting, and I come and say, Josh, how did you enjoy that card? He said, Oh, it was great for a day. I said, What do you mean a day? I said, It had a hundred million dollars on it. Josh, that was for life. Yeah, it had a hundred million dollars credit on it. Why didn't you use it? Mm. Well, because it declined. I said, Well, that's not the card's fault. They've they've just some JB Hi-Fi have got some sort of problem with their system. Yeah. And Josh and I <laughs> Can I go back? Forty years later. Forty years later. I've I've been sitting with a dud card yeah. that because you made one fatal mistake when I handed you the card. What was it? You never asked how much is how much? You never said what is on it. Mm. You just took it and yeah. used it until you hit resistance. Mm. You let resistance tell you how much you had, mm. not understanding what had been put yeah. into your account. See, in hope against hope, I'm pointing here, that's the wrong scripture, Romans 4, and, and it says Abraham in hope against hope believed. Yeah. He legizomide and pushed ahead even when his body said dead mm. declined his name said change your name don't call yourself exalted father he said i am calling myself exalted yeah. father of a multitude he said it says i won't have a child i do have a child i'm you know in hope against hope when the card was declined he did not leave when, when you, you, you say, I will do this, and then you struggle and fall. When you say, I will get healed, and then you get sick. When you say, I live youth, and then you've got a dodgy knee, and, you're, mm. and, 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 and people come to say, oh, that's just, you know, that's old man. You know, it's like the guy I went to the doctor, and he said, you know, my, my leg's aching. And he said, that's just old age. He goes, yeah, but my left leg's not, and it's just as old as the right. <laughs> <laughs> I want the right one should be like the same as the left, shouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but so they say it's old age. Yeah, I'll take that. Mm. I'll take that. Youth renewed as an eagle. Mm. Yeah, that was a nice thought, but it hit reality. Yeah. Hit reality. I hit reality. I hit. See, that's what people think. I've hit reality. Yeah. I've hit the real world. And that's what it is. It's it's the highest truth, the highest form of reality. Yeah. What God has said. So what you feel in your body or what you think is that reality, it's not the highest. It's no. not what God says. So come back to it and say, okay, well, if you feel like you should just have a good life, that's, that's irrelevant. Mm. See, legismai has got nothing to do with what, what you'd like or what you'd feel or what you want. Mm. You know, I used to think that prosperity was because 
people just wanted to be prosperous. Like, who doesn't want to be prosperous? You know, so like, they just want to be prosperous, right? You know, like they, they, they the gospel, the, the, the teaching was sort of just to, you know, sort of based on we want money so we can find. But as I study the Word of God, it's not because it's what we want. It's because it's what the Bible declares. Legizomai is put in me. It says, you know, um, it's an. It, um, we might talk about it a little bit later, but you know, in Genesis 17, we skipped over a word when it says, uh, he, God says, I'm establishing my covenant. Establishing my covenant. There's, mm. there's a word where it's, I'm, I'm putting into place the things to show that I'm in covenant with you. Yeah. And he said, I will give you the power to the, in the book of Deuteronomy, he says, I'll give you the power to get wealth. And that was an, to establish my covenant. To show you, to show people there that there's a covenant here, I'll put wealth in. Yeah. So he says, I put wealth onto your account. I put health onto your account. Yeah. I put youth onto your account. I put these things onto your account. Paid for, done by Jesus. You say, but Jesus paid for my sins. It says in Matthew that what was written in the book of Isaiah, it was fulfilled when Jesus was healing their bodies. He both, he both um, paid for our sin and for our sickness. It's on, on the card. It's, it's legizomite. It's, it's all on the card. But legizomite, see, this is why, that's why it's important. Oh, credit, credit is just, it's on there. Legizomite is you knowing it's on yeah. there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Legizomite is I know what's on there. I know. And when I hit a problem and they, they say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sir, you have maxed out your card. You say there is no way I have maxed this card. I've been keeping. I've been keeping a record, mm. and I know what is on here. And we are not even close. He said, and he said, well, I've tried it three times. He said, well, get your manager. Mm -hmm. And if the manager comes down, he said, I'm sorry, sir, it's saying card declined. He said, well, get the bank on the phone, and find out what is wrong because the problem is in your end because the money's in the account. Yeah, and it's just a process. It's it's is you're giving me trouble. But I know, and you will, and in the end, you will walk down with them to the bank, and you'll say, and they go, "Oh, I'm so sorry, sir. Our system is down, and and someone's made a mistake." And if you just type on here, there it is. There's the money. It's mm. al always been there. Yeah. But you had to push hard. You had to hold firm. You had to declare, yeah. and you had to speak and of it. You couldn't. As soon as you said, "Well, I guess there's not enough money on there," and you, you that they're like, "That's it." Job over, you know. Our problem is gone because he, he's accepted. Card decline. I mustn't have anything on there. Mm. Legizomai says it's not discredited, yeah. but I know, you know clearly what is on there. I understand what God has given me. I now speak according to it. I change what I say. I speak about myself and what God says. He calls those things that are not based on what they are. He calls the things in the shop based on what he knows is in the bank. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He yeah. knows. He knows. So I am summonsing and calling them in. I, I know what is on in my covenant. I know what God has provided for me. And, um, you know, like there's a point where people say, oh, you know, um, maybe you're wrong or maybe, you know, I don't believe it. Fine. I, it doesn't change it. <laughs> what Jesus has paid for, yeah. has paid for. It's in the word mm. the word is the revelation to us by the spirit of what he's done i don't care whether you feel like it or not or whether you think i'm right or wrong it's really you know i, I love what um 
you know, when Reinhard Bonnke would go out witnessing when he was you know, an evangelist, before he was a big evangelist, he'd just be on the street corner with his piano accordion, you know, doing a half a dozen people witnessing you know, in, in South Africa. And he'd be there and so, you know, and says, Jesus is coming again. He said, guy says, I don't believe you. you know, he says, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not telling you Jesus is coming in because I've worked it out. He said, I'm actually just telling you what the Bible says. <laughs> you, don't, you don't not believe me. Yeah. You, don't, you don't believe the Bible. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? People say, I don't believe you when you say this is, well, no, it's not me you don't believe. It's, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm actually just getting it from the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I didn't come up with this. I'm actually this, um, I don't have a choice. You know, this, is, this is what the Bible says. This is the, you know, I, I'm, I'm, my job is to not forget any of his benefits. Mm. My job is to legizomai, understand fully what is mine, which is righteousness. And it starts with, you know, it starts with an inner change um, from me. It starts with a transformation from the inside out. Like I said, the, the oath given was that I'm going to write my law on your heart. I'm going to change you from the inside. That's where it starts. It's a tr- transformation. You know, people say, oh, you're just about money. <laughs> if you get money and you don't do the rest, you're a fool. Mm. You know, this is seek first the kingdom of God. And then all these other things yeah. are added. Yeah. But we've got to realize what God has given to us is a change of heart, fruit of the spirit. You, you look, look at the nine fruits of the spirit. They aren't a wish list to say, boy, I wish I could have that. Let's just look at it. I said, ish. I said it was new, the last mm. one. But I just want us to look at um, walk in by the Spirit, not carry out. For the, shows all the things by the flesh. But the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience. You say, oh, I'm not a very patient person. I wish I, I, wish I could have that. Kindness. Oh, I get a little bit tough at times. Like, you know, tough is not wrong, but... Mm. I get hurtful. I get nasty. Mm. You know what I mean? I, I don't. I, I don't treat. Um, I don't treat people that are. Um, what's the word? You know, sort of weak people very nicely. Sometimes I can be a bit nasty to them. So I'm not very kind. Ah, oh, goodness, faithful. I'm pretty faithful. You know, I'm pretty. I'm doing well in there. Um, joy. I like more of that. I don't mind. I'm a pretty happy person, but I could do with some. I like mm. more of that. Gentleness. Oh, self-control. <laughs> um, this is not a wish list. Yeah. This is not a list of things you ought to be. Mm. This is not saying, hey, if you work really hard, you should get to have all these nine things ticked off in your life. This is not saying. This is this is what you can be like if you if you you know if you work hard like Josh. I can be like that. And I'm going to pick them up one at a time. I'm going to work on my love and I'm going to work on joy. Do you know what I mean? This is saying nine things that are put on your credit yeah. already for you to enjoy and walk in. Love, joy, peace. These have been built in. You now have the opportunity to activate them in your life. Mm. You now have the opportunity. They're all yours. Yeah. They're all in your account. Okay. But someone, okay, well, I'll try, I'll, I'll try this joy thing. <sighs> Give it a go for a few days. And then a circumstance arises, declined. <laughs> no joy here. <laughs> I got no joy. Who could have joy? Decline. I agree. Okay. It was nice while it lasted. 
I, my Sunday lasted to Monday night. Do you know what I mean? You don't go into the bank for that. Just yeah. Turn around. <laughs> I might go back to church and see if I can get a little bit of a top up in the credit for joy. You know? Oh, yeah, on Sunday. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you go bouncing. And it's like, God's like, when did you ever allow your joy to be taken from you? Because he said, it's actually, it's built into the covenant. Mm-hmm. And you say, oh, how, I wish, I wish that was the case. I'd love it to be the case. No, you've got to speak to yourself. You've got to speak to yourself as being full of joy. Mm. And you've got to... Now, it's not grit your teeth and work hard because then yeah. you can boast about it. Mm. It's dig in and draw from what God has done for you like Abraham did. And speak to yourself in that light. Begin to expect it. Begin to activate it. And yeah. legizomai yourself in light of that. Mm. So... It's the promises of God, all the provision that's come in the Spirit. Everything that has come by the Spirit, it's on your account. It's there. It's, it's you know, and um, everything you need for this earth to be um, done. So that's why, so that's how, that, that's, that's, our dad, that's how Daddy Abraham did it. Mm. That's why we do it this way. Mm. That's the same way, as he said, God says, there's the pattern. Yeah. Just do it like that. That's, and Paul said, yeah, every, that's, that's how we become the children of Abraham. So you can go home now and go, Father Abraham had many sons. <laughs> many sons Some had fathers. And I am one of them. So are you, my friend. So let's just praise the Lord. I've got love. <laughs> I've got health. Mm, that's good. I've got peace. I've got joy. That's what we should have sung. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm just like Father Abraham. That's what I'm, 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 I'm enjoying that. All right. So um, I don't know if anyone wants to um, pop some questions in. Um, if um, What you can do is you can always send us questions on the bottom. When we post this on YouTube, just put questions in there mm. and we can answer those and, um, and, and share that. Because I, I would love if there's anything that you're – you're saying, I'm not quite getting this or anything. I, how does it apply here? Mm, and while we're on the topic of covenant, you can also bring them next week as well. So yeah. 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 So, so so think about them. If you've got any questions, you can always come. You can come here, sit live. appreciate those who are live with us. Appreciate those online. And we appreciate those of you who have joined us later and um, and enjoying this sometime in the future. Well, mm. You know, you, you can also just go back and, and if you, this is your first time, go to our YouTube channel, Breakthrough Melbourne. Um, go to our website, breakthrough.org.au and um, slash academy. And that's probably the best way because they're all there, nice yeah. and easy to get to. Um, they're always uploaded and you can do that. And you can also find um, teaching not only the covenant, but we did a series on how to, um, how to approach the Bible. That will give you a lot mm. of tools to enable you to be someone who uses the Bible, not just lets the Bible, you know, let, lets everybody else have to yeah. fish for you. You can actually dig in and, and, and study it for yourself. So um, bless you all and um, enjoy your week of legizomying everything on your card. All right.